it's been since like we last saw each other at a reunion that will rename nameless. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that we pretend that people care what school we went to, but we need like to- nobody cares. Yeah, but we need to inject mystery in our relationship. With I our know. School, Although so. I did not I did not help by posting like you know everything on my Instagram. If anyone even knows, but alas, now nah, to cut that part out. <laughs> squad it's been a while for me and nana to chat with each other so we're very happy to be back um and to talk how's your summer going nana pretty good it's good it's very hot in florida i do feel like i'm at the front lines of like climate change right now i'm just like this is world is not going to be habitable for most human beings if, if florida is any basis for judgment here it is hot <laughs> you know what, Nana? Let me tell you something because I got back from my vacation and I walked and I was like, "So it's August weather in New York right now?" Yeah. If it's like, if it's like the, it's so like is it I like went to the movies today. Or is it like what is it? It like it was like eighty eight. Oh, getting to and it's humid. Yeah. Like it keeps threatening to like rain, but it doesn't. So it's just like we're in a swamp. And I'm from DC area, so I understand about living near a swamp. But like, it just like. If this is happening in June, what are we yeah. going to be dealing with in August? That is my concern. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we you know we had the freaking like red sky in New York a couple of weeks ago. Is so that for I the, truly... you mean from the? Is that the one from the forest fires? Or I'm getting it. Yes, oh, okay. and this were the forest fires in Canada. Yeah. Um, I was on vacation when it happened, and so my uncle, my uncle sent me a text being like, uh, "Are you okay? Can you make sure you wear a mask when you go outside? And maybe you shouldn't go outside very often." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh." Actually, I'm in France, but thanks, Uncle. <laughs> it's very thoughtful. Aww. He was like, "Oh, okay, flex." <laughs> but yeah, climate change—it's it's happening. Yeah, it's a I, thing that need, is real. Like, I think we need—I don't know how we're gonna figure this out. Like, I, I, but we're like past like, oh, let's like like avoid climate change or you know like it's happening it's happening now like it's, it's not like it can't be like it, like sorry to all the climate change deniers yeah. but actually i'm not sorry but like it's just like i don't know what your explanations are for why we're dealing with this like like what we're seeing so yeah. like if you have another reason um reasoning i'd love to hear it but i will know that it's complete like bs because it's climate change yeah <laughs> that's I, what's happening yeah i was talking to my boyfriend i almost like want to reverse like like I want to be like a sunbird and like go to like Maine in the like w- like summer or something oh my like that God. because it is you should consider yeah. <laughs> honestly it's it might not be a bad idea yeah. consider like giving the next few years but yeah. I do wonder what we can do about it because like it feels like the time for like individual because it felt like at least in America the answer for like you know fixing environmental issues was down to like having individuals like recycle a little bit more that was but if you go to other countries, yeah it was like it's such like, like it's basically like a way for the like now we're going on a whole rant that's yeah. not about romance guys sorry <laughs> I know. but it was basically like an excuse for corporations to like shunt off their actual exactly. like culpability <laughs> in creating and damaging our ecosystem and being like oh individuals i hope you guys can figure it out also if you go to other countries like for example in korea they take it so seriously yeah. in like ways that like it's com- they're committed to as a community and America does not do that. So, not only good were we, luck. Uh, not only were we told to like recycle, 
that way I what I learned is that most of the stuff you recycle ends up in a landfill anyway I, just, I felt like deeply betrayed <laughs> I was like what is this world we're living in <laughs> <laughs> like I so spent was so much time I, I just like scratching my head and sorting things I spent so much time doing that and then they dump it in a landfill <laughs> oh my god Oh my god. Well, if anyone has any ideas, maybe we should reach out to Greta Thunberg. Maybe that's the answer. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Even though this is really off topic, it's strangely on theme for our movie today because this is a conversation Mandy Yang would probably have, don't you think? Oh, this is true. (laughs) It is true. Nice call. Nice time. I I wanted to thread the needle there. (laughs) You did it. You did it. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. (laughs) So what are we talking about today in our mini, 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 mini episode? A lot of minis. Wish us luck, Rom Squad. I don't know if we'll get there, but we're going to try. We are talking about Disney Plus original movie, Prom Pact. And you guys, it is so cute. So cute. It is adorable. So cute. The cutest thing. Also, I felt like a weird nostalgia when you said Disney Plus original movie because you remember Disney Channel original movies. So is this oh my the god, Nana, how did you know I wanted to talk about that? <laughs> it's the new generation. It's I can't the- like honestly, like we're dating ourselves, but yeah. when we were younger, guys, like Disney Channel original oh movies. Oh my gosh. Cream of the crop. Cream- Excellent. But Excellent. What really was, good. What was wild is I watched them in secret for a long time. Because I even when I was like in high school, I'm like, am I too old to be watching this? And I remember watching Oh my like, God, I watched them in high school too. Yes. And, and I, I didn't say anything. And I, but that, and, but uh, Misa, I will never forget. We're on a tangent. But like, I remember I loved Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Oh and my God, I, I was going to mention <laughs> Xenon. It's my, one of my faves. Yes. Wow, why we've never talked yes, about this. I love it so much. It has a very good romance. And then I remember I was like sitting in like math class or something or some class. And then this like guy who was kind of popular, who's a football player, was like, zoom, 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 make my heart go boom. And I was like, you watch Xena? And then I learned like everybody watched Xena. And it's like, it's so like, isn't it so interesting? Like, why would we think that would be something that was niche? Yeah. Everybody had the Disney channel. <laughs> why would they, we not? They were why wouldn't everybody age? watch it? They were art. And, and this maybe comes to prom pact a little. I felt like I... It felt like I was too young for me, even though it was my age, because a lot of teen content is, like, actually really geared towards adults. You know what I mean? And so we actually have, like, Uh, a teen thing featuring people who are teenagers and, like, dealing with, like, more teenage themes, which is not, like, euphoria sex. I know. It felt like it should be for, like, 11-year-olds or 12-year-olds. So, like, for what they would aspire to to be in high school. Yeah, exactly. actually in high school. Yeah. Because, like, Kristen Storms is my exact age. So is raven Simone. Oh, my God. You know? I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Kirsten Storms, man. I thought – I love Xenon. I I thought Xenon was so cute. Um like what cheetah girls obviously cheetah girls like, oh, oh that, that also had a good love story i loved yeah. um, luck of the irish i thought that guy was super cute ryan merriman yes yes <laughs> oh my god you know what we should do for an episode what we should like i don't well i don't know if they're streaming we should check but they we are try to they're do all on streaming like, they're like, all on Disney if they're Plus. all on streaming yeah. then we should try to do one of like we should pick a throwback okay. and do one of those movies because you're right that actually those Disney Channel original movies actually had decent romances, mm-hmm. like 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 pretty well like thought out. And it's not wasn't not the main plot of the story, yeah. but they managed to figure it. Oh my god, I have Cadet Kelly. I, I don't want to have a tangent <laughs> okay. that I'm not. I do not want to get into really, but I'm just. It's, I think it's something we should talk about in another episode. Okay. But I've noticed this interesting trend, um, and I'm talking about this because of the Bear season oh, two. Oh, I watched like four episodes. No, six episodes. 
I didn't. Oh, so you're so you're further in, you're further ahead than I am. Okay. So I haven't like I just like, I watched like I'm on episode two, so okay. I'm like behind. But what I think is interesting is like there's a conversation that I've been seeing on the internet about Sydney and Carmi, right? Yeah. And, oh, like, I I don't think yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's been a conversation. There are a lot of conversations about that, you know, like no spoilers, but I, hopefully you guys have seen like, this is going to be a spoiler for the bear season one. Like people were like, oh, Sin and Carmi might have an interesting sort of thing. Let's see what happens in season two. And so there've been conversations that people are, some people are shipping Sid and Carmi. Other people are not shipping Sid and Carmi. And they're like, why can't just two characters just be That's friends and I be feel. platonic? What's wrong with platonic relationships? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, there's no need to ruin a show with a romance. And it's like, well, that's interesting because like separate why, whether or not Sid and Carmi should actually ever date because Carmi honestly would be a terrible boyfriend. Yeah. Like that's just an aside. And Sid is like a badass and I love her. So like she probably, she deserves better for sure. Um, separate that. But sort of, I find it interesting seeing like the, like the, like sort of the react, like this intense reaction about the potential of a romance between those characters on just a show and having to be like oh it will ruin the show i was like would it ruin the show it doesn't have to be the so, main plot maybe they're not a good co- you know what i mean i'm like I, what is this sort of like i am one of reaction to like romance because hmm? i'm actually one of those people who i think oftentimes and it's not that romance ne- necessarily ruins the show but if it is just put in for shipping purpose like i think romance has often been used for very cheap purposes in tv shows right like if it actually mean like if it's not for, if it's for fan service yeah it's like for fan, fan service, service right? or it's just like it's an yeah. easy way to create tension oftentimes i think romances are done super lazily you know mm. and so if it's not a show about romance i do oftentimes feel like the romance isn't done well enough to like i feel like it oftentimes undermines the show right like if i'm watching like a specifically I don't know that I agree. like if i'm watching huh. a show like and, and not all shows right but like okay mm-hmm. like crazy ex-girlfriend romance was the focus they did romance amazingly like uh, Jane the Virgin but if you take a show that is fundamentally not really about romance and it's interested in take like ER for example yeah so ER and the romances they'd like just an example like a past like old example ER is a show that's not about romance or was or rather was a show that was not about romance it was more about like you know doctors and being in a hospital being in an er but they had romances throughout the course of the series yeah i wouldn't some have a, well I, yeah some less well done but I, you know but like i also think that's like effects. that's like old network tv and i feel like you hmm. they had to like put a bunch of shit in it to like fill time you know what i mean hmm. and so like that was i feel like that was very standard practice for like most shows that were like 24 episodes a season right you always yeah. like needed a, good a lot point. of but yeah, like, like but, broadcast yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like a lot of these like kind of modern shows which are really distilled down to the story like I have no problem putting in a romance but I I feel like it's like has to be a romance that like the creators thought of pretty early on and it's like a fundamental Mm, and they're actually developing yeah they're actually developing it that just be like oh people seem to think these people have tension and but to your point it's not always done wrong like I I, you know like I think the show Moonlight for instance they didn't originally have a romance but they had such good chemistry yeah yeah, I do think sometimes it makes sense but I am someone who's wary that if it's not something that's sort of premeditated it'll be like done really sloppily I think that's like my yeah no I mean I think it's a fair point but I do think that there's something like whether or not it should actually happen or will yeah. actually happen is a different story. But I do think I can see at least the groundwork, potential groundwork being laid for, like, I again, spoilers that. for yeah. the bear. Uh, that would make me really Sid upset Carmi. if they did. And, that, and I think that would be interesting. But I don't know if it, <laughs> I don't know how, like, I wonder how that could be done well within the context of the bear. 
Yeah. Um, for example. But I just like in because I've been seeing a lot of like internet discourse about yeah. it this weekend about like someone was saying, like, oh wow, why is Gen Z so pre-? like you know, people are being very like so you know how Twitter is yeah, like people yeah. say one thing and then suddenly it becomes like a whole like has to become a whole sort of like theory about like an entire generation of people or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Some big statement. Maybe it's just like like a couple of kids don't like the idea of Sid and Carmi banging and it's okay. It doesn't have to be like a yeah. pathology. That's an interesting tweet that was like, Oh, like what is this like real, like switch to pure, like puritan, like um, why is Gen Z so puritanical about rom- romance and stuff? I'm like, well, first of all, that's a big leap. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. chill out a little bit, but I thought it was interesting to see like, you know, just people being like, just so resistant to the idea of a romance. I'm like, Oh, is it like, do we not, do we want less romance in TV or should it? You know, like I'm just like I like, and again, I we apologize for this tangent, Rom Squad. Whatever, well, not apologize, but it. like we'll move we'll move on <laughs> from it. But I do think this is something we should talk about, like at a later, like yeah. in another episode, because that's just something I've been thinking about. Um, like just the will, like our will they won't they romances of shows that are not like supposedly about like you know like will they won't they romance storylines like Moonlight, which is like my first maybe one of the like like one of the best examples of that maybe there are they like going out of style That's for shows because question. everything is so niche now yeah um, i can and see so people that want to see less of that and I'm curious about why. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like, but maybe that's a, that's yeah. That's a good point. Because I remember when I was watching like Ted Lasso, and there was like kind of teasing with Ted and Rebecca. I was like, if you fucking do this, I will murder you all. I'm like, Honestly, I did not understand yeah. that. I would. That's something like, but I should have known again. Spoiler for Ted Lasso: when they had Rebecca and Sam, I'm like, what is happening? It's like Rebecca and that Sam. Oh make- yeah, that was oh my god. Like, yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah. that does not make sense yeah. to me. <laughs> I was like, are you doing this just to be provocative? Yeah. What's going on? So I think <laughs> that should have been the sign that Ted Lasso is going to go off the rails. Yeah. Honestly. But you, to your point, like you're right because if if we take away, well, they won't they like that would actually make me really sad. But I do like I kind of see both sides of it because you're right. Yeah. Like, no, I think it's interesting. It's just yeah. something that I've been thinking about. I haven't finished. I haven't finished season two, but we should talk about okay. it. when we finish Let's season two of the Bear. It. We should discuss about because I, I I've heard that there's like an introduction of romance interest in like a, an interesting way yeah. that people have responses to okay so okay yeah. so let's pin that let's put a pin in it for another episode yeah we'll put a pin in that yeah it'll be all right guys prom pack continuation of our um uh shipping episode You're right yeah, right? yeah that's right bring it back from season two oh from season, season one. one you know what perfect nana honestly that might be one of like rom squad that might be an episode coming to you like I'm, we're not going to promise fairly soon because it's by, summertime. But I, I think by end of year, th- at least. Yeah, yeah, by end of year, we can <laughs> yeah. do that. We can promise. Yeah. <laughs> that's also a lot of time, Nana. <laughs> it's my fourth quarter sprint. My fourth quarter sprint is this episode. Yeah, yeah, you're fourth quarter sprint. You're like, what the heck? It's November. Ah! <laughs> oh, boy. Can't wait. Can't wait. Okay, but now anyway. we can finally talk about prom pact, y'all. Exactly. These cute kids, they're adorable. They're so they're so cute. Okay. So let's in terms of um H or what should I call it? Love at first sight at first sight. Misan, do you have an at first sight for this movie? I don't um, really. I just, this is one of the movies that like Nana watched and was like, Misan, this is so cute. You have to watch it. We might do it for the show. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, let me watch it. And then I watched it and I was like, I remember sending Nana a text me like, oh my God, you were right. This is adorable. It's so cute. And it was just like, it was gave, like, it got me really nostalgic 
for high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just that feeling of like, you know, prom. I mean, not that I did much dating in high school, to be honest. <laughs> no, but not at all. Like, let's keep it real. Like, that didn't happen. But just, excuse me, the nostalgia for like the promise of that, right? Like, the yeah. prom, like, you know, those like first like crushes and like figuring and navigating what that looked like. Like, how you as a high school student were like navigating, like being in a relationship with someone that you were attracted to, whether they were of the opposite sex or the same sex and like really trying to figure that out and like having sort of like no real manual and like, just like sort of like, I don't know, like maybe going running across a lot of bumps on the way. And just like, like it's almost like you're in the dark and you're like, Oh, is yeah, this the right way? No, yeah. it's not, you know, like all they that fumbling. Really, it's just, they were really yeah. fumbling in this movie. Yeah. I found it really way. like, yeah relatable you yeah. know like I thought it was real it was I thought that was very well done so yeah, yeah. so that's my at first sight my yeah my at first sight is like again because it's newer it was more so that I think I saw you know how like Instagram now just inundates you with ads it definitely like mm-hmm. sent this ad to me and I felt like it like had like a nostalgic vibe even from the trailer so I watched it mm-hmm. and I think I yeah. haven't felt this warm for like a newer romance in a while you know because I've been mm. they kind of been falling flat and I've watched yes. this at this point like three times so it's like pretty much a lot but it's like the kind of movie it's that so cute. It, it reminds me of like like not quite a John Hughes movie though we'll talk about John Hughes as we like talk through the plot but like mm. it, but because it's like I think a little more PG-13 like it's like a little like less lewd than those like movies of the 80s but it has for that sure, same kind sure. of homey quality where like whatever the equivalent for kids to like watch a movie in the afternoon on TBS and just watch it in pieces mm. like this is that mm. movie where you really watch yeah. 30 minutes of it or you just catch the end or you whatever but you'd like to sit down and watch it because it's very engaging and like easy and warm you know yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah really well done definitely see the john hughes like the sort of like the 80s homage piece of it you see a lot of that it kind of reminded me of like that movie do revenge a little oh, bit yeah. like it's um, but it was like i feel like it was like less obvious in a way of the homages i don't know just it felt like less in your face but you could definitely see sort of like all the like tie-ins there if i remember it correctly because yeah since i watched this and, yeah and it's also like i think purer and that it's like it's not it's not a movie that's proud of itself. It's like very mm-hmm. you know, it's like Do Revenge, I loved it, but it was very much like uh wink wink nudge nudge, right? This is a Yeah, very, like it was a bit there's a little bit of smugness. Yeah, with Revenge, this for is sure. a completely yeah. sincere movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so I'll just explain the plot really quick. It's super simple. We have mm-hmm. the main protagonist. Her name is Mandy Yang. And she is like a nerd. She's like very like save the bees. Like she would be talking about uh, climate change with her friends and like probably mm-hmm. is like a Greta Thunberg like groupie. You know, she's lo- she cares about the world. And like mm-hmm. all she she has a best friend, Ben Pluckett, and like t- these two other friends whose names I don't even remember. One is Zenoiba, yeah, Zenobia. Long. For some reason I remember that because it was a unique name. Uh, but like <laughs> they like kind of are like they exist in nerddom but not in a John Hughes way where nerd there was like a such a very specific social cast and nerds were like nobodies right like they did they don't mm. quite interact with the popular kids but it doesn't mean like they don't have fun on their own right and th- yes, I think that's what I liked yes. about them they like have they're having a, a high school experience it's just not maybe the quintessential high school experience um and so they're not outcasts they're just like not really part of the mainstream um mm. but like her entire goal is to go to Harvard or to yes Harvard 
Um, and so we like like catch her in the beginning of the movie. There's like this big pep rally, and you know, like like we're getting kind of introduced to all the different characters in the movie. And she instead is at like her guidance counselor's office, and the guidance counselor is played by um, very sort of endearing uh, Margaret Cho. She's very like mm-hmm. dry and funny, but we get that Mandy mm-hmm. like really wants to go to Harvard, and she's getting her guidance counselor like like she's singularly focused on it. Meanwhile, like we're also introduced. To- via the pep at rally to Graham Lansing who's like the big basketball star at school and he's like that mm-hmm. jock that everybody wants to be with and or like everybody wants to be or be with and like they're do like we see a promposal like which sets the tone that like ev- it's prom season and everybody's doing promposal yeah. and obsessed with prom yeah um that and I think the kind of clever slash easy thing that the movie does is that they make the theme of the prom the 80s so that they like mm-hmm. so much of this like it can do a lot of meditating and homages to like 80s teen movies specifically right because like a lot of the kids are doing their promposals based on like 80s teen movies and in the beginning of the movie um we even have a debate between mandy and ben about like the sort of legitimacy or like the kind of staying power of those like 1980s movies because mandy Mm -hmm. as like the audience surrogate has to like kind of address the elephant in the room which is a lot of those movies have very toxic qualities right and so like the theme of the movie is that you get a lot of sort of like meta conversation about like the teen movie genre period um Mm -hmm. but basically mandy wants to go to harvard she finds out that she has been waitlisted and so she concocts this plan um that she's gonna like get graham lansing's father who is like a senator and was a harvard graduate to write a uh, letter of recommendation for her. So she needs to get close to Graham Lansing and she decides to go to a party, right? Meanwhile, her friend Ben Plunkett wants to go to this party. One, because he wants to help Mandy get into Harvard, but two, he like has this like kind of existential crisis where he realizes that like, he, he like missed out on all the high school things, you know? And while mm. someone like Mandy is like looking for like they call the popular kids Everest, like kind of derisively being like their peak in high school. Yeah. And I thought he was an interesting mm-hmm. character because like he doesn't have the same luxury of Mandy as like looking to the future in the same way. And he says something that like really kind of touched up me where he was like, I'm just like going to end up going to like the state school or the community school that all these other kids go to. And while they can like mm. kind of, at least like be consoled by the memories of how great high school is like i can't they're gonna all be talking about yeah. these amazing moments and i was i didn't even have that like i don't have like because he didn't even try he didn't even try which is interesting and he didn't have yeah. this he doesn't have this like amazing glamorous future that like to look to like mandy's that girl who's like and i was this girl all i need to do is get out of my lame ass high school and i'm gonna have like the most amazing life you know like the world is yeah, gonna be, yeah like as long as i go to this ivy league school it's all okay but ben is not that yes. person right um mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, he's nursing a crush on Latoya Reynolds, who's super cute. And this is adorable. She's so cute. Um, and, <laughs> and so, like, they concoct this plan. They go to the party. Mandy, who is, like, very kind of can be self-righteous and very socially awkward, insults Graham. And so she, like, has to, like, kind of make, make good by, like, kind of stalking him at this, like, event that, like, like a, a volunteer event that Latoya is hosting, and like she like mm-hmm. basically tells him like, listen, out of the goodness of my heart, I'm gonna tutor you in psych, right? And so the whole movie, we're just kind of seeing him to her tutor him, and as she's doing that, they like grow closer, they like learn more about each other. You turn you, like he's like kind of like you see like an interest and crush developing. And then mm-hmm, the parallel mm-hmm. plot is that Ben is, like, getting a little bit more courage, and he's, like, running into LaToya Reynolds, and, like, he's, like, 
getting opportunities, I guess, through proximity to like ask her out on dates and hang out with her. And so they have like a a romantic subplot. Um, It all kind of comes to head when um, Mandy's really falling for Grant and goes to like a big event with his father. And he even though the father is going to give him or give her a letter of recommendation because his father is like very dismissive of Grant because like he has that like my daddy, my like very accomplished daddy thinks I'm a loser sort of story, right? Bandy mm-hmm, stands up for him and, and decides to like not take that letter of recommendation. Then she overhears Grant talking with his brothers and it sounds like maybe he's interested in other girls and he's not interested in Mandy, you know? So she's like, I'm such a fool. And so she calls she calls Ben like a V-son. She calls Ben to like pick her up and Ben being like a very good friend does. But he was on a birthday date with Latoya Reynolds and like we to- guess you forgot about his well not re- forgot about yeah, but did not but did not celebrate his birthday with yeah, him. Yeah, Mandy as she did not. Does. Mandy did not. Yeah. And, but she like he was able to turn it around by having a date with Latoya Reynolds and then yes, when Mandy which she was very excited about it. Which yeah, is very excited. Very she was like and like I'll make it clear Latoya is clearly very interested in Ben, but yeah, every she time likes him. But he like he, every time like she like kind of is waiting for him to like make a move, he like kind of flubs it, right? And so like the first time mm-hmm. she's like, "Hey, like what else do you and Mandy do on these like nights out?" Cuz they go like th- they happen to like be arriving at a movie at the same time and Mandy didn't show up, so he had like an extra ticket, so he went with Latoya. Yeah. And she wanted to continue the night and he did it, right? And then finally they have this d- <laughs> Yeah, I know. Then they have this date and like it's going really well. Then Mandy calls and he like leaves Latoya. This was painful. He leaves her to pay the mm. bill. Oh, it was mm. bad. It was bad. It was bad. Oh my god! <laughs> Speaking of fumbling, like it was a oh, huge god. fumble. Fool. But like he he's there for his girl, right? But then like mm-hmm. they go to school and like promposal. Guess what? She gets a great promposal for Graham because it turns out the girl that he was hanging out with. And we'll talk about this because the timing line doesn't quite work out. Like I did, like I thought through it. But <laughs> the girl he was hanging out with. Because you've seen this movie three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I cannot wait to talk about that, actually. I'm ready. I'm very the ready. The girl he was hanging out with, like, was helping him plan the proposal, right? And so, and so when Mandy sees it, she's like, oh my God, I'm getting my dream. Graham Lansing is asking me to prom. Of course, I'm going to say yes. Meanwhile, uh, Ben, like, because he and Mandy had made a, like, a pact to go to prom together. Ben is like talking to Latoya, is apologizing. Latoya forgives him. And then she asks him to prom. And this, he says no because of Mandy. This killed me. We'll talk about this because this is like the part of the movie that I do want to spend a little time on. Ben makes all the wrong decisions. And so. I know, but Ma- <laughs> yes, but Mandy <laughs> is part of the problem. Mandy's- <laughs> Mandy is a huge part of the issue. <laughs> so Mandy's like, Ben, this is so cool. I'm going to prom with Grand Lansing. And, and the, for the fifth time in the movie, Mandy has screwed Ben over, man. <laughs> and Ben snaps. He snaps. 
That's he's sad. Because he was like, oh, well, Latoya asked me. And Nancy's like, that's amazing. He's like, well, I said no, because we were supposed to go together. Then he snaps. Such a good Ben imitation, by the way. Yeah. Very well done. <laughs> Just like that line reading he did. <laughs> and he snaps and kind of basically announces the whole plan. Like, you know, I was helping you get your letter of recommendation for Graham's dad. And because this is like the year 2022, I think, when the you know this was made, they like everybody's recording, everybody's on, their recording it on their cell phone. It's Graham TikToks, Graham, yeah, all sorts. <laughs> Graham sees it and is devastated. Wants nothing to do with Mandy, so she doesn't have a man. She don't got Harvard. She don't got a friend. She don't got nothing. <laughs> Just alone. Just oh, beautiful. Alone. <laughs> but like, she like makes a grand platonic gesture to uh ben like you know very like say anything style lifting like the boom box or whatever right another homage and she's like let's go to prom and he like because he's ben is like okay yes um one thing i loved about the movie is that like they're wearing like 80s clothes and i remember mm-hmm. thinking like what like why would an 80s themed dance actually have them wear 80s clothes and so when they get to the dance everybody's wearing normal clothes and the only ones with <laughs> 80s clothes yeah oh, and it's nerds. because they never got to any dances so they have no idea how it works i love that nice t- like that was like an excellent touch i thought <laughs> oh my god and so they go to the dance graham is like made i think like He's, he's like kind of like in the he has a date a cute girl whatever Mandy's capes yeah. kind of looking at him like longingly he's trying not to make mm-hmm. eye contact with her then but one thing she does for Ben to make it up for him in the end is she rigs an election stop the steal stop the steal and he ends up <laughs> Ben wins prom king and Latoya's yeah. prom queen and like that that gives him an opportunity to talk and make up and he like realizes mm-hmm. that like even though Mancy's his best friend like if he's dating Latoya he needs to prioritize her too as well and Latoya mm-hmm. who is the saint of this movie accepts Completely. him with open arms and so Ben and Ben even though he starts off as kind of the nerd that's like nobody knows ends up prom king in his senior year and he's dating the girl of his dreams um, Honestly, me, he won high school. He won he high turned school. it around in the <laughs> la- like in like yes. you know the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. He turned <laughs> it all around. It's so really true. well done, Ben. So Honestly, true. hats off, hats off. And then meanwhile, Mandy like Graham wants nothing to do with her. Rightfully, pitiful, so. alone. <laughs> But she does get, and then she's not even valedictorian either. Yeah, she's not valedictorian. <laughs> she's salutatorian, and she. But mm. she does end up getting into off the wait list from Harvard. Why? Because her guidance counselor wrote her a very nice letter of recommendation, which is what the guidance which counselor. Which by the way, her guidance counselor offered that to her at the, the beginning, beginning of the movie. Yes. <laughs> and Mandy was like, "No, I need something bigger. That's yeah. boring. Sorry." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of terrible, actually. Mandy's kind of a pill. <laughs> Of a pill. She's kind of a pill. <laughs> and so at the end of the movie, her grand romantic gesture is she somehow incorporates Grant into her salutatorian speech, which is a choice. I don't know if I would have done that. Um, 
I certainly would not have. But yeah, you know like, what? She is she is a child. Yeah, <laughs> so, like everybody's gonna tracks. remember that. You're probably not gonna be with this guy, but now he's forever yeah. enshrined and memorialized in your salutatorian speech. Yeah, like I don't she know that you guys are gonna be together forever. Yeah, she calls him out sure. by name. Okay. Like she calls him out by name, right? Like thank you. Yeah, thank you, Grand Lansing, for making high school like a memorable and amazing. Oh, it was a lot. <laughs> mm, I kid you not, Nana, I wanted to sink into the floor. Like I know it's supposed to be this big romantic gesture yeah. and blah 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 blah. But it's not like he like jumps in and is like, oh yeah, yeah for no. sure, let's date. He just is like, oh thanks. Yeah, he did. Thanks. That's He's, all he did. That's all he did. I would have fled in tears. Oh my god. <laughs> but you know what? She's like, she takes it on the chin and she's yeah, like she's strong. Yeah. She's strong. They have like a like an, a sweet little goodbye and go their separate ways. And then the movie's epilogue, you know, it ends that she's like at Harvard, I you know, at some cafe working on some good like do-gooder thing. And she runs into Grant. You know, and for he he's also doing a lot. He took a gap year and then like went to Boston on the off chance he could run into this girl that he had like a two week flirtation with in high school. Children <laughs> again, these are infants. <laughs> but they have like she realizes he came back for her and they have a yes. big kiss and it's a great kiss. Oh yeah. Now I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> I and we watch it. Well, I can't watch it tonight. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, and we get great '80s movies, love songs. You know, we get like all yeah. the rom-com. Yes. like it's great needle drops mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great summary, Nana. And I really tried not to interrupt you. I really no, did you my did best. well. I was actually wait. I kind of was longing for you to say something, but I know I was trying. <laughs> I was trying because I feel like we promised the rom squad that this was going to be a mini mini episode, and it's already been thirty minutes. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So uh, I was restrained myself but i'm gonna tell you that it was very difficult <laughs> okay well now that now's your chance to uh because we talked about the characters but let's talk about themes so now's your chance to really insert whatever you want to in um thank you i've been waiting okay so uh, where do you want to go first we could kick it off with i think we t- talked about this generally but there's like an 80s and 90s nostalgia like a yeah. meta narrative about so like we have the 80s dance and it's a way that they can talk about like 80s movies and 80s topics but also i think Mm -hmm. the movie in like a very subtle way announces itself as like almost like the anti-80s movies right like it's like Mm -hmm. telling us what the tropes are and it somehow like subverts them to some extent so like we have like a sensitive jock being crushed by parental expectations we've seen this in so many of these movies i specifically think of what's his name zach dreyer whatever and she's all that Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ha, key, oh my god. Don't let it fall. Oh, they're all looking at you, Zach. You didn't like that guy. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, why have we not done that movie? <laughs> we need to do that movie. Ha, key, Zach. Ha, key, Zach. Oh my god. No, we're doing that movie next. <laughs> and you know my favorite line? Am I a fucking bet? That movie has it all. Was I a bet? A fucking bet. <laughs> but so like Graham Lansing is in like that like we have seen that character. We've seen him in jake ryan we've seen him in like all yeah. the, the sensitive we'll like, see him again yeah, yeah he's nothing new that's they right. always that's have daddy right. issues there's always sort of this like kind of like freudian like you know like battle yeah. with their fathers 
Um, we also have like the smarty pants girl who's like perfect and like you know mm -hmm. she's like the she's like kind of a bit of a Mary Sue in some ways but a little different right yeah but like she wants to go to Harvard but like what I think is interesting is that rather than it being because it's almost always the guy who's like mm. the one who has is like has like the machinations oh, right? oh that's interesting yeah, yeah that's it's, a really it's good actually point. the nerdy girl that's doing it to the jock yeah and so <laughs> oh that's so yeah. true that is a really like yeah. a reversal it's a reversal oh. And so, like, okay, I kind of like that. Yeah, and so, like, it's like the like you know, there's always asymmetrical information in these movies, and it's actually mm -hmm. like the nerdy girl who like holds a lot of the power, right? Yeah. Um, then we have the guy best friend, like who's like very much like Ducky and Pretty in Pink, right? Ben Plunkett, mm -hmm. except for like usually they would always make that guy pining after this girl. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting yeah. that they didn't do like I think a lesser movie yeah. would have done like a little bit of a love triangle yes. where he gets like rejected like a la Ducky. But it's like clear that and it's not that they don't love each other. They do. They love each yeah. other a lot. But it's just like they're friends. Yeah. And like that's it. Like. I mean, do I suspect, well, maybe this is, there's Just there's it. no hint of this at all. Yeah. There's no hint of this at all in this movie. But those, I feel like sometimes, like, those are the type of friends that, like, maybe, like, you know, a decade from now yeah. when Graham Lansing is out of Mandy's system because usually <laughs> yeah. those relationships, sometimes they do, don't get me wrong, but sometimes they don't. You know, he's out of her system and Latoya has, like, moved on. Maybe she's had some sort of, I don't know, she's just moved on. Suddenly they're like, oh, and they see each other again. Yeah. Uh, but to their credit and that like that becomes something that's like maybe becomes like a friends to lovers story. But to their credit, like despite the like real connection that they have, you don't see any hint of any romantic interest at all. And I thought the movie was going to do that initially. Yeah. Um, but we're, just because we're the, trained even, to. We're trained to think that. We're trained to. And even the poster, like the poster has yeah, her in the middle with the totally two of them. Right. So I thought like, oh, OK, maybe this is like. Is Graham really the person she's going to be in love with or is it going to be, you know, but when I saw Latoya and Latoya's black, I was like, wait, oh, okay, interesting. Four leads. That's pretty cool. And one of them is not just like, you know, what I like about and you, you know, the Latoya characters, like yeah. she's like, she's like, you made a point earlier about the popular kids not being like, they're not like dicks. They're just like, not, they're you know, not like, there's no like but, active yeah. bullying. They're just not interested in, you know um mandy and ben necessarily and part of it is because mandy and ben don't participate yeah in like yeah, the, in in the world so it's not like you can tell that's never been that like mandy and ben were like ostracized or like you know like you know like outsiders by the design of the popular kids. yeah that's a it's good by mandy and it. ben's design yeah. that they're outsiders because they think they're too cool for school yeah so i like that latoya was just like a nice girl yeah like she wasn't like, you know she was queen b and she's prom queen but it wasn't like she was like it's not like cruel attentions where yeah. she's like using like like machinations to like stay on top. It's just like she's cool. She does well. She's popular. People like her. Same thing with Graham Lansing. Like he's cool. He's popular. People like him. But it's not like they're like wielding like evil power over the school or something. So I thought that was really like that. Like the lack of toxicity there yes. was like it just was like a real like, oh, this is really a Disney Channel movie. And yeah. I really quite, you know, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That and, it, and it's also like I think what I liked about like, like one, I think the lack of toxicity then like because like when it becomes like them bullying like when it's like Graham and like Latoya bullying them then like it really kind of sets up like who are the heroes and who are the villains right mm -hmm, and like because mm -hmm. it, because it doesn't do that everybody's kind of on an even playing field and you can like yes, empathize and sympathize a very good everyone, point you know what I mean very and so good you could point. like yeah, when agreed. Grant was really mad at 
Mandy, like I was like on his side. Like I could 100%. He was get... exactly right. Yeah. He was exactly right. <laughs> and then in terms of like the friendship thing, and this maybe kind of goes back to our earlier um, conversation about like when it's appropriate to like shove in like a shipping or a love triangle. I actually yeah. really liked that it didn't do that here because I thought it gave the movie an opportunity to actually explore the theme of friendship, which is just as mm. important oftentimes at that yes. age, you know, and like point. we can Very get into point. it a little more, but like a big part of it was like her, these kids figuring out like your friends, especially when you're not a dating person, your friends are like mm -hmm. the most important people to you, right? They're yeah. your everything. Yeah. And then when you're like yeah. dating someone and all of a sudden like one there's like expectations like of how present you'll be for them. But two, you're just so caught up in that, especially as a teenager, mm. right? Like you're entirely mm -hmm. consumed by it. Like what do you owe to the person you're dating and what do you owe to your friends, right? And I thought because yeah. they didn't like try to force a romance where those themes could get confused, right? Like it was like a good way, a clean way of exploring like th those like questions. Yeah, no, you're so right. You know? You're so right. You're so right. Um, I really like... One thing I wanted to add when you were talking about Mandy sort of being a little bit of a Mary Sue, but like, but it's sort of like a role reversal because she's got like, she's the one that with the plot, right? Yeah. And her plot to her credit is, yeah, it's self-serving, but it's like, she wants, it's not like she's like, you know, trying, trying to, to do popular. a bet. To, yeah. Yeah. Trying to be popular. She wants to go into Harvard. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like her big dream to make like all of her life so far and what she's and her ambitions so far worth it. But what I like is like, she's kind of a dick. Yeah, you know I mean, like she's annoying. <laughs> she's kind of a like you know, she's like Mary Sue, but like, like, but your Mary Sue would be like everybody likes her. She's just yeah. so good at everything. But you know, like, she like you know her guidance counselor like enjoys her, but is also like you're kind of annoying. Like you just interrupted my counseling session with yes. another student, and then she just like stares until the other person leaves. Like she's yeah. selfish. She's like a yeah. She's a yeah. kid. You know what I mean? Like, and I like that they didn't try to make her be this like you know as the heroine of the movie or the female main character to have all these qualities and not be like a real person. So yeah, I, I like yeah, that a and, lot. And, and to your point, which is something I, it's like a very small point, but I, I really appreciated it is they didn't make her like untouched and virginal either. Right. Yeah. Um, I hate. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's another <laughs> tangent that I've noticed in like a lot. Cause I, so I like read too many romance novels. So I have a yeah. Kindle unlimited subscription and let me tell you something. The I don't want to call it direct because that's rude, but like the books that get submitted to Kindle Unlimited for public like publication mm -hmm. they're free to read. It's they're, they're not sending their best, but without <laughs> fail, every single time like there are themes that I've noticed in these books. This is total tangent. Yeah, age gaps, significant age gaps. Every time the woman is a virgin, like she, this wow. is the first time she's ever been touched by anyone, yeah. and it's like even even like um. Even in like mafia, because you know mafia romances are a thing that like you know cry like people like like these crime syndicate romances. Yeah, and, and I say people like I, even though I enjoy them. I I've, I I've never read one, but recommend offline. Yeah, some of them. There's some of them like some of them can be good. A lot of them is sort of the same sort of like it gets very repetitive, but it's good to sort of like just like turn your brain off a little bit. Mm -hmm. But each time it's like this like big mafia enforcer. He's or he's the head of like some crime family, and he's like 37, and he maybe has a thing for this like 22 year old oh, or God. something. Yeah, it's constant it's constant and then each time it's like oh i'm the first man to ever touch uh, you that's so no gross. other man so it's not it's crazy oh no other man's pe and now i feel bad because this is prom pack we're talking about but it's another <laughs> tangent no other man's penis will ever be inside you and it's like what is this like so like it's like if it feels like there's this like 
I think it makes it so because like for some people the world is so black and white yeah. like for there to be a real love story like it has to be like this is the first time that you're giving this like type of intimacy to someone for it to feel like even more connected well from the woman's like, side to, yeah from a woman's side like it's sort of the feel that from a woman's side like have like like because obviously a woman who her woman gives her body to like she has to be it's, in love with yeah, every single person yeah, she sleeps yeah. with you know like yeah. that's because that's how sex works right and so like you know for a woman anyway for men it's obviously very different <laughs> and so like it's it's interesting to see that sort of be reinforced even in like romance novels and like pop culture so for them to really not to like have a decided departure from that I thought especially for a Disney channel movie, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool yeah and like they didn't get explicit about who's yeah no because like it's children yeah yeah yeah. but I did appreciate when they were like like you know they were doing that cute basketball thing where they were passing the ball and at like doing kind of like tell me the truth like you have to tell me the truth if I ask you a question and he Mm -hmm. was like who's your first kiss and another movie I just almost like you know how we were talking about how you're trained to expect something I was expecting it to be Mm -hmm. like oh she kind of looks away and you know like I've never been kissed or you know and she's like no so and so in seventh grade and like you know like it was just like matter of fact like she's done the physical stuff that other kids have done right you know and even Mm -hmm. with like Graham like I noticed like multiple times when they were like when they would have their big kisses and stuff like Especially even the last one, she was the one who went in for the kiss. Like it was so clear she was horny for Graham. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. really and yeah, I really totally, appreciated totally. that. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. It just was like, oh, because this is how life. Like this is life. It's not yeah. the just, end of the world if her like first high school boyfriend is not also her first kiss. It's okay. Yeah, and also it's like just because she, also like just because she's a nerd and she's a girl who has ambitions doesn't mean. Like she never like hung out with a guy and never kissed a guy. Never yeah, did. Yeah, like it's you know sometimes people can do all of that. Yeah, was I great at that in high school? No, no. but other people <laughs> yeah. were very good at that. And Those honestly, band kids were getting down. Band and drama. Kids. Band kids are getting it in. Yeah. Good for you guys. Honestly, well played. Truly. So yeah. I know, but I like there are a lot of like to your point, a lot of like tropes that are your typical that are subverted, especially what you like you said. What we're trying to expect from a film like this yeah and, like i really liked i thought the script right like the script writing did like writers did a good job with like definitely like you know not even in like the most like simple ways but just it just made it for a different watch movie watching experience which i which i enjoyed yeah um so then the other thing we'll talk about the romance and balance and then we can just talk about what we think of the love story but I think we like there are a few themes that like we talked about like already but like balancing goals and being present and enjoying was like a big one and that like came Mm -hmm. up in her speech right and so like I like like Ben like his whole entire thing about not wanting to regret never having like fun in high school never enjoying it and then when Mandy Mm -hmm. makes that like final speech about how like you know it's like beef right it's like balance eyes elbow yeah whatever follow through and she was like you know I was like pretty singularly focused on this goal and like it's good to be focused on goals but it's also good to like enjoy the moments you're in Mm. and the people around you Mm. and she like Mm -hmm. and I think about Mm -hmm. Grant that I think what it taught her is that like there are all these people who are around her like she you know they were all making prejudging and making um, assumptions right like she and um, Ben like Ben had made assumptions about LaToya that she didn't even know he was alive she made Mm -hmm. a lot of assumptions about Graham throughout the movie right that like Mm -hmm, he was dumb mm -hmm. that he was you know like um he was like always hooking up with girls, all these things, right? Yeah, but, like, yeah, totally, and, totally. And, but like what Graham taught her is that like, oh, there were like a lot of people who you probably could be connecting with right around you if you like kind of erase yeah. those stories you've told them uh, about them, you know? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and then um and then we we talked about like the balancing priorities of friends versus lovers. Um, this is like yeah. a point where I do want you to tell what like what did you think? I saw this movie and I thought both Ben and Mandy messed up, but you're like solidly pro Ben and anti Mandy, so I am kind of curious about your thoughts. I think like <laughs> don't get me wrong, like Ben definitely messed up with sort of like how he was like fumbling Notoya each time, like because he like a part of how he like. He like lucked like Mandy accidentally made it easier for him to actually get to spend time with Latoya yes. for them to actually begin a relationship, but that was not on purpose. Um, yeah. Mandy was like Mandy was selfish, right? She was she singularly was focused. Yes. She was selfish and singularly focused. He and Ma- Mandy and Ben were definitely very codependent. Yes. Which is something yes. that they needed yes. to sort of exactly. do better at. Yes. And I so agree. Ben was continuing to sort of like, you know react to that codependence but she like i mean it's a a typical thing you see in the story like you know when someone's like finding new friends or like a new connection that's different from your old friends you're pointing about balancing like someone ends up like sort of like ripping the band-aid off a little bit where they're like distancing themselves but it just to me it felt like she just was so like she just forgot about ben which isn't which is like you know fine it happens you know she's she's selfish she's young she has these goals there's this cute boy that she likes um and she's gotten and there she's seen more of him and wants to spend more time with him and that means that sort of ben gets shunted off to the side um and i don't think ben was prepared for that so i like ben was wrong in not trying to like really figure out how to spend time with latoya but I like the loyalty he showed to Mandy constantly after she was hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like like where I think like where I think what really sort of like annoyed me yeah. with Mandy. And again, she's a child. So, of <laughs> she's course, a child. Yeah. I mean, these are all children. <laughs> um, but what annoyed me is that like she had been crying because she made an assumption about Graham. Right. Yeah. Because she overheard his friends like talking about some other girl. So she thought Graham was playing her. Ben, like ditches Latoya to go rescue her basically and he's like you know they like are connecting he's like we'll go to prom together and then suddenly like Graham does his big prom gesture and suddenly bends off like the person that literally like the night before yeah comforting you after you had this like you made a full assumption about and you were wrong you know which is fine you like immediately forgot about him and went to yeah. like say, yeah, of course I'll go with you. While he had the same choice in front of him and he thought about you for because he was still thinking you were in that pain from before. That's so that true. was like well, that's that was when plan. I was like, okay. That's a good point, Mandy. Like the other ones I get, like it's fine, you're figuring it out. But this is like, okay. Like this is this is very, very selfish. And then you get like no wonder Ben blew up, right? Like, did he have to be like a super villain to like spill like her entire like dastardly plan yeah. in front of the entire school body so everyone could record it? Absolutely not. But like, I understand why he was pissed. I get why he was pissed. <laughs> I think okay, so I think you you made a good point because it reminded me that like he probably where he last saw Mandy, he thought she was in tremendous pain. So, exactly. Like, like he point. thought she was devastated, yeah. and so but that's I why do, he made that choice. Yeah. I do think, and maybe this is because I'm a thirty something year old woman and not a child like this. He had his chance with Latoya. I really like think that this would be a moment to not say no to Latoya. It would be like 
I really want to go with you, but I like need to like talk to my friend and break it down to her or something oh, like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, like, he didn't, but his brain just, is not, like his brain is not like, evolved enough to like, think no. about those, that is a solution. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't have to be black and white, be like, yeah. no, I can't go with you. Yeah. I'm going with my best friend. Like that did not need, you're absolutely right. Like, like that did not need to be his answer. Especially because like, he had so too, many strikes. Like, he's 18. He had so yeah, many strikes with Latoya. And like, I know. and I do see like, even though Mandy was super selfish, I do see her perspective of like she was probably thinking like okay we both are into these people who are into us like what the fuck are we doing let's go out with them yeah, you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. like no, for sure. you for, out, no like i, I see that say? perspective you know? but but <laughs> like, it just was be like legit like la- the night before she was bawling her yeah, eyes out that graham true. betrayed her and so like Ben was comforting her and then suddenly she's not bawling her eyes out anymore because Ben was like and again I think you're like man I need to watch the movie again I don't know if the timing maybe you're right but the timing does not work with that girl teaching Graham to dance do you want me to t- do you want me to tell you why tell me tell me why tell me why you think the timing doesn't okay. work because a central part of that proposal is like that One Direction song you don't know you're beautiful but he didn't oh, learn yes. he didn't learn that she loved that song until he picked her out from home on the day of that gala but that girl had been teaching him to dance for how long to that, that song? But because his brothers had seen the girl at his house before, and she was like a dancer, and so she choreographed it. But she didn't what? have the oh, song. Oh, you blow my face! What? <laughs> He's a liar. <laughs> you see what I mean? Oh, man, do is lie. <laughs> Do you see what I mean, Nissan? I put, see what you mean. See, wow. <laughs> okay, that is a plot hole. That is a plot hole. You see, hole. unless if she was doing blanks or there was a different song, but the problem is that song was such a big part of the promposal, and she was there to court. He asked. There's her a to continuity. Help that's a continuity yeah. issue. That's a continuity mm-hmm. issue. Wow. This is what happens? You watch proposal three times or prom pack three times. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. Wow, that just blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> so what if Graham was lying this entire time? Wow. You know what? That's a good long game, though. That's a great long game because you know what? It worked out. <laughs> he deferred UT to go save the children so he all he so he could get into Harvard. Yeah. Both of them are both both of them are both equally insane. Yeah. She put his name in her celebratorian speech. I'm sure her her, her poor mother was like. Because her mother had just been trying to make sure her daughter was, like, you know, having, like, an active, like, social life while she was in high school. Her parents are probably like, what's this? What? And then, like, what is happening? And then his parents are like, oh, she said your name, but you're just going to say hi and, like, oh, wave? Okay, cool. And then later, like, wait, you're deferring UT to do what for a year? Then you're going to go to Harvard. What is this? Yeah. And it's also like you didn't, insane. you didn't have the grades to go to Harvard. You're definitely using your legacy. Like I like how casually he was like, oh, I could have gotten in because I'm a legacy basketball player. <laughs> like, OK, white privilege. <laughs> Why? Like, you couldn't figure out. And again, I do not mean to denigrate daddy issues because it can be tough. Yeah. But you could not let go of your hang up with your daddy issues to just like do this sooner. No, but his, da- his dad didn't want him to go because he thought he would. No, his dad him. didn't want him. To go. His dad wanted him to earn like his, he didn't. His dad didn't think he was smart enough to. Like yeah. His, yeah, his dad didn't think he was smart enough to be at Harvard, but then his dad relented after he like proved himself. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Or maybe he's gonna get Honestly, Harvard. Graham seems stuff. a little dishonest now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not serious. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I think I I was a little frustrated with Ben because I do think like, and maybe this is something that comes with age. Like he should have 
learn there are moments when you can be a little selfish. And it's not selfish, but, like, yeah. Mandy didn't have to be the center of his world. Like, he also, like, LaToya was, like, like how th- he like think about how bad you were constantly making Latoya feel like literally this I is know. the girl he made who- her feel like crap constantly yeah. for like I would have thought he was secretly in love with his best friend the amount yeah. of time he just kept being like oh no sorry blah yeah. blah blah and no, like, you're right about that this is a girl that he was apparently been pining after like for all of high school and he mm-hmm, finally gets his mm-hmm. chance and she asked him to pr- she asked him to prom and he says that he like, probably ben. didn't even believe it. Like Honestly, I bet he didn't even believe it was happening. Yeah, he, like that's so he like panicked. He's like, "Oh no, this is a dream." Yeah, and so like, and so like, I think Mandy's perspective is like, I don't understand Ben why you keep saying no to these things. Like, I, I, I said yes. She's not wrong. <laughs> I know. Of course, you said yes because you're selfish. Also, like, come on. If a guy makes a proposal like that, how are you going to say no? And of course not. You're not going to say no, but you have to but have that talk. You have to have a talk with. You have to have the time. Like, you yeah. have to, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be like, oh, why didn't you say yes? Because you were bawling your eyes <laughs> out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it even been 12 hours since you were bawling your eyes out? <laughs> I do feel like what I, like, saw in this, like, love quadrangle conflict was, like, just, like, a terrible communication between, like, the Mandy, like, Mandy and Ben, right? Like, Mandy yes, and Ben, sure. like, Mandy should have just told Ben from the beginning, I'm into Grant, this is why. And, like, I think he would have yeah. understood how she was, like, kind of dishing Sure, it, like, right? he's like, okay, this context is very helpful. Yeah. Okay, and got then, it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. The, he should have told B- Mandy, like, okay, like, I really like LaToya, so, like, you know, you know like, he should have been prepared to have a conversation with Mandy. They should have like been Like, drawing the line yeah. and boundaries. They should have like, been communicating yeah, yeah. with their significant others, like, hey, Grant, this proposal is amazing i said yes in front of people but like put it pitted it because i need to talk to my friend you know what i mean exactly. like they they there was a lot of communication that was not happening yeah these, that's the thing children. that sometimes <laughs> hopefully because you're right there are children hopefully it's something you that you get better at as you're older but as as someone in their 30s i sometimes you don't <laughs> like sometimes you got to work on it <laughs> still um but um the last thing is just more like what did you think of the love story I thought it was like I like I initially like when I initially thought there was gonna be a love triangle and then it was gonna be like maybe Ben and Mandy ending up together initially I like I was a bit skeptical about how they would make me feel about the love stories but I thought it was really cute I thought like the there seemed to be like real connections between you know Mandy and Graham Mm -hmm. and then Ben and LaToya and like just like you could feel why they liked each other like it wasn't it was like they were showing, as you know, sometimes like I think a good movie or a story a story will like show rather than tell yeah. you like this is what you should think about it. And I thought they did a good job showing their various connections. And like I thought it was cute that it was clear that like Graham had a crush on her from like the beginning. Like he like got was like into her fairly quickly. Yeah. And like I, I thought it was cute that in both like of the couples, like both the men were into the girls like really, really quickly or had been pining for ages. Yeah. Like I thought like it's always nice to see that a little bit. And then like the girls like get into it themselves eventually like he fell first um or she fell like that sort of like that trope I yeah thought was I, like, I, I always like that first, dynamic she fell harder yeah. like I like that dynamic I always I like it having there's like a little bit of like a sort of an equalization a bit putting, yeah. putting, putting people on more equal footing as opposed to the girl like just like tongue-tied and talking to the guy yeah um so I, I thought I like I bought both of their stories as romances I thought that I thought they were really cute um and like it's it's what you would love to see for like a like a last year of high school like college mm-hmm. like romance right like i thought those they they both made a lot of sense yeah i i also loved like with the grant and like um mandy so much of us like them showing that grant was into her was just like how he like listened to her 
and like these like you know and so he would just say things in passing right so like 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 how i liked how like he would start to see the proposals and there was one um moment where he whispered he's like i bet she's he, she doesn't even like john cusack because mandy had like a prior rant about how the guys yeah. don't, the guys don't take into consideration what the girls like and mm-hmm. so his proposal mm-hmm. like took into consideration her favorite song and you know things like yeah, that yeah yeah and then yeah. you know and then like there's one scene that he she he says like casually like oh like you know we might have like a vegetarian meal or something because you're a vegetarian she's like how did you know i was a vegetarian you know and so like you just yeah. get that he's like he's just interested in constantly paying attention you know even though mm-hmm. he's like the big mm-hmm. jock who like technically shouldn't because everybody everything's like at his feet right but he's exactly. like keenly focused and then i thought them they had like great romantic tension moments like that basketball moment we were talking about mm-hmm. or when he's te- when he's teaching her how to um do like the beef like to how to shoot and then there's like this one moment where he and this is like a theme I'll always bring up in the episode when there's an opportunity about how consent can be sexy because I think the young kids mm-hmm. get it. There's a, th- te- mm-hmm. a a moment where he's like, "Oh, can I touch you?" Because I like in saying that she's like, "Yes," you know. Like it was just I so. Oh my god! Cute. Listen, <laughs> for men that listen to this podcast yeah. that we are not dating, just in general, cheat codes. Um, yes, listening. Yeah. Listen <laughs> goes a long way. Listening. Consent. Consent. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Listening and consent. Yeah. Two tips for you. Yeah. fantastic go but wild I, I loved it because it was like it was just showing like it was a younger like a new generation of romance where it's not like yeah like, just like a juxtaposition to like the um the john hughes days right where it was like mm-hmm, the girls were like mm-hmm. at the mercy of guys they were all waiting around for yes, the guys you know yeah and like to have this like very strong female protagonist and also have a guy like at like at a big moment was like can i touch you you know what i mean no, i was just like this I is know. the new model i love it and he's a high school boy and like a, a jock you know like to your point in the john hughes movie that is like that guy's rapey yeah <laughs> as rapey as they can get i wasn't gonna you know be I, mean? I wasn't gonna straight up say it but you're right they're rapey they're rapey. They're rapey. Like that, like the 80s jock is a stereotypical, like rapey kind of dude. <laughs> it's rapey Unfortunately. Guy. Like that's that. That's the what the 80s and then nine like then it gets a little bit better with the 90s and like the early 2000s. And but then they're we still get, misogynistic you know, and manipulative. Yeah, you know? exactly. Completely. But wow, the 80s are such a horrible, like shining example of that. It's yeah, crazy. They're bad. It's really Most wild. of the 80s, like I can't even watch some of these movies. I can't watch like in the same way. But like, now it's like, yeah, it's tainted because now like, you know so much, and yeah. you're like, what the heck is yeah. this? Like, why was this okay? But that's because just as society at the time, you know what I yeah. mean? Which is like, it like feels like a horrible excuse, but just as what it was. Like, no one thought that was weird. You but know what the- I mean? It just was like standard. Anyway, man. Well, so yeah, listen, Graham Lansing, Lansing, he listens, he, listens. he asks for consent. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I think I, I couldn't find his age, so I, I'm not going to comment too much about his looks because I have like a rule, but he seemed like a, a nice gentleman, you know, I it's not the hair I, <laughs> I would go for. I'm a nice young man. <laughs> I don't think I was going to be like a 65 year old Nana. He probably probably wouldn't have been like what I envisioned for like my teen at that age, but it works. Yeah. (laughs) I I can see, I can see why that worked well. Yeah. Um, Also now I have to look up this kid's. Oh yeah. What? This is ridiculous. Yeah. I couldn't find his age. Did you? He's Australian. He's Australian, but yeah, his age is definitely. Oh, wow. That's a child. (laughs) How old is he? How old is he? (laughs) He was born in 2002, Nana. So that he's 21. 
yeah, a child. <laughs> he's a child. He's but a he child. is, but he's like, but is he's a child that you can comment on probably. Yeah, he's, a little a, he's bit. of the age of the majority, which means I could say that. Where I you didn't... can like comment in a way that doesn't feel, you know, but it's still like, a, wow. I cannot <laughs> believe there are people that are actually like, we're dating ourselves. I'm dating myself completely. People that are like acting and being like teenagers, they're 21 that were born. <laughs> I know. In the early they, 2000s. I know. Like I was... I like what was I doing? I was like listening to NSYNC at that time and like doing Girl. algebra too when he was Girl. born. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. <laughs> Let's just move on. But I can, but I can see why that type would be appealing. You know, what I mean, to like that, like that sector, to that the girls in that high school. I can see why. I'm okay. like, All right, cool. Yeah. I think it's yeah. like, for me in the beginning, he almost felt like such like a parody of Jock. He was like, I'm Graham Lansing. I was like, uh. But- <laughs> <laughs> until until they gave him some sort of like actual like interiority yeah. Yeah, and complexity. That, yeah. Because even, even like, even sort of like the cliche daddy issues, like, yeah. Like at first I was like, oh, of course you have daddy issues, you know, poor little rich Jock. But yeah. no, he was actually interesting, you know. Yeah. So that and was, I- that helped. And I did like, and I think it, it was on purpose how all like the popular kids only really went by their full names. I thought that was like cute. I know. And then that whole joke about Latoya Reynolds because they like always said her entire her full name, Latoya Reynolds. Oh my god, <laughs> so funny! What a cute movie, man. Anyway, so this is great. I don't think we need to. What a, like there? I thought the love stories were cute. They're yeah. high school and college romances, so we don't even talk about if they're still together because who knows? Yeah, like, we, and we, they won't. There's be. nothing to predict they there. 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 will be. They're not going to be. Yeah. Honestly, like to be honest, like. I my theory stands that Mandy and Ben end up banging at some point. Yeah, after they're done honestly, those, I just want Latoya and Graham. I, I want more for Latoya. Honestly, Ben is Latoya. Sweet, can, Latoya but- can, Ben is cool, but Latoya definitely. <laughs> Latoya has like Latoya has moved on. Yeah, Latoya. <laughs> Latoya has gone and moved on beyond her high school boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> We liked you, Ben, though. Ben, you're great. Great kid. Great yeah, kid. Great kid. <laughs> beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Great gowns. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. You want to do our HEAs? Yeah, sure. Um, do you want to uh, go you first? Want me- uh, I can go first. Okay. Uh, so my HEA is a historical romance. I haven't done one of those in a while. Um, but it's not my typical sort of pick. It's called um, Hotel of Secrets by Diana Biller. It's sent. It's sent. It's set in 19th century Vienna, uh-huh. um, and so it's like a, it's like a romance, but also like a mystery, like all sort of put together. Uh, the protagonist, and I'm not going to spoil it, are uh, Maria Walner, who is like trying to restore her family's hotel um, in Vienna to its like former glory, and then you know she ends up you know bumping into Eli Whitaker, who is like a federal agent in DC that ends up being sent to Vienna for unknown reasons, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just interesting, just like seeing like Maria has a very like, um, I think, uh, colorful family life and background. Um, there are rumors that her great grandmother was like a mistress of Napoleon or something like that. Like, it's just like, it's all like very, it's all very, very interesting there. And there's a lot of, there's just a lot of like intrigue. And then Eli, you know, Mary is a typical type of woman. Eli is very much like a straight lace, like by the book sort of dude. And mm-hmm. it's just fun, like watching them like fall into each other. And you no, know, and actually like this, it's like a reversal of the usual trope where it's like, um, 
to our point, I don't want to spoil a little too much, but to our point of like, you know, having like, usually we see like a lot of virginal heroines. Maria is not that. Uh, so it's interesting seeing like um, a book set in like, you know, the 19th century where the yeah. woman is still someone that is very much like has her own agency mm. and is used to doing things by herself. And then the guy is like, he's cool, but she doesn't like necessarily need him. So that I, I really liked it. Um, Hotel of Secrets, Diana Biller. I think you guys will enjoy it because it's like, kisses it's romance it's mystery it's like family i i thought it was i think it's a really good read oh nice okay um i will probably be checking that out because i always end up reading your books please Uh, do all right mine is called the comeback it's by lily chu who if you don't recall from a prior episode i think you were the one who did it right the um yeah, the stand-in. The stand-in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like her, I guess, second book, and it's called The Comeback, interestingly. And it's about a Chinese-Canadian woman named Ariadne. I can't say this name. Ariadna um, Hui. And she, like, basically, like, she's like a lawyer. Like, it was a little too close to home in some way. She's, like, desperately trying to make partner. So she's, like, a yeah. married lawyer. Um, her dad mm-hmm. is, like, very demanding because he, like, basically, he's, like, um maybe like a family law lawyer, but like he really mm-hmm. wants his daughter to achieve like that kind of fancy law firm kind of life, right? Yeah. And so she has yeah. a lot of pressure to be perfect. And then she has the sister who's like a free spirit who she like resents, right? So like she's a woman and like this is, it goes to a conversation Misan and I were having offline, but like a kind of woman mm-hmm. who's doing <laughs> who's doing I know, everything she's supposed to do by yes, the book. She is. But exactly. she maybe is not the happiest person. In fact, she's probably mm. quite miserable. Um, and what happens with that? That, really yeah. how do you solve that yeah. yeah so she's like um she has a roommate um like her best friend and who's out of town and like but like instead she comes to her house and finds like a very handsome we learned korean man who's her cousin's mm-hmm. friend who is getting over quote unquote a breakup and just like needs to yeah. hang out so they have mm-hmm. like a romance that sort of builds it's not too big of a spoiler right because it's on the back of the book the jacket yeah but <laughs> it turns out that his, his name is jihoon he is like a huge k-pop star and he's like kind of just like He's also having kind of like a career life crisis and is trying to wait it out in Canada. Um, And so they have a romance that like builds and very similar to the stand in. It's like kind of a fish out of water, a woman plucked out of obscurity and has to deal with this like huge, like famous like life. Like imagine if someone from BTS, like, you know, just like popped up in Canada randomly and is suddenly having like an like an entanglement or like flirtation with some random Chinese Canadian associate at a law firm yeah that's basically what yeah yeah exactly and i i think what i liked about is one it kind of gets into a little bit of the korean idol um like Mm -hmm. setup which i I find interesting Mm -hmm. um and and i think like an underlying theme without being too heavy-handed is how like oftentimes like k-pop is like disregarded because it's like seen as some like niche thing because it's happening in asia Mm -hmm. but it's literally like the biggest like earning genre in the world right and that's something that's like constantly being discussed in the book like sort of trying to be like and it's like a legitimate art form because like Mm -hmm. uh ariadna like kind of dismisses it and like a big part of the book is her like kind of learning to respect k-pop so i thought it was like a, like yeah. a, it was like a fun little sort of um theme there and then the other thing i really liked and you and i have talked about this is that i kind of feel like a lot of romances that featured like an asian protagonist 
like in the past or like have hmm. usually been set up as like Asian woman, white guy, right? I yeah. like, and we're seeing like a lot of variation on that. Like, and oftentimes like, like this book is an example. It was like, it's two Asian leads and they're not even of the same sort of background, right? Like she's mm -hmm. Chinese Canadian, but she's not even like Chinese Chinese in the sense, like I think in the book they call she, her family calls themselves dim sum Chinese, right? Like they've been in Canada for mm -hmm. a long time. She doesn't identify mm -hmm. strongly with the culture, but like a little bit, right? And so it's showing like that kind of like, Asian identity than with a guy who's like steeped in Korean culture, like in pop culture, right? And showing like uh -huh. the kind of cultural differences that emerge there. Um, and uh, it kind of reminds me of when, um, you know, we know that beef like has some issues around it, but one of the, there was like an yes. interview, I, I did listen to beef and they were kind of like, when like the two leads are just like Asian, then like the Asian-ness is not a thing, right? You can explore yeah, other it doesn't, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I felt like this book is like a good example of that, right? Like you can get into the nuances of fame, you can get into nuances of being like a, a Canadian versus a Korean, you know, without it being like yeah. more racially based. Um, mm -hmm. And so I like, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I liked it. I bought it on Nana's recommendation because I was t I didn't want to wait for the library because the library like they Brooklyn Library is going to take like they take it takes too long. romance books uh, take so long. It's ridiculous. Like, like for like I don't know why ebooks would take so they should just but just buy more. Anyway, it's a delightful <laughs> read. I will also join the recommendation for that book. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's pretty similar to the stand in, but yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But Lily Chu, <laughs> she, keep coming. She, she found I really her way. Keep doing nah, it. I want to see what you do next. Let's see what, like, <laughs> let's see, like, how you, like, where are we going next? Yeah. Maybe it's, you know what? Maybe it's someone that's a star of J-dramas. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, or C-dramas. That might be interesting. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. yeah we, we like it, Lily Chu. We're fans. Yeah. And um, then the last thing I'll drop is that, I, as you guys know, I'm really into memoirs. I'm listening to Mariah Carey's memoir. It's life-changing. Oh, my God. Her memoir is so good, guys. <laughs> it's so good. I, I loved her memoir. It is so delightful. good, Visa. She's so witty. She's oh, my God. She's so witty. And she, she's like, hilarious. Did you listen to it? Because listening no, I to it. No, I didn't listen it, to it. Her voice, um, she can. She's so shady, and there's like oh subtle. Oh, it is, and then she'll like randomly be singing throughout it. It's amazing. Oh my god, I think I might have to get it. Maybe I'll find it on Audible. Oh my god, I that, loved her memoir. Yeah, though. it's Fantastic. so good. It's so she's and even, so great. And, and she's even, like so smart. Yeah, and even the race stuff, I thought was just super insightful kind of description about like being biracial at that time in New York. Yeah, like oh, it's so good. There's a lot of complexity to it that I think would have been erased if it was not her writing about her own experiences in terms of like the race stuff. Like every, yeah. like I really, I just, re I really liked how she wasn't afraid to just like get into it because it's thorny, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I and it contextualizes it, yeah. a lot of her artistic choices because it was always like, mm -hmm. why is she so insistent on being steeped in hip hop? And you find that like, blackness like, was like such like a haven for her. She like, yeah. she like fought tooth and nail to be part of the black yeah. community and so like yeah I, and, I get that. and like I, I and, and then what she even talks about her like songwriting like I just had such an appreciation for her as an artist no she's like so like she's a genius she's yeah. so good she's like, a genius. She, she is I really think so I yeah, really think she, she, she is, she is. Like, she is in terms like like just her songwriting a bit like fantastic yeah. like she doesn't get enough credit I think yes, I think it's I easy to dismiss agree. someone like Mariah and she shouldn't like she's I found her I found her very fascinating. And, and the producing and she basically is the one who popularized R&B remixes like, you know. Yes, I was just about to say that. <laughs> and like rappers into like she yes. had ODB on her song. Yes. You know, like how crazy her label must have thought that yeah. was at the time. Yep. yep. And Jay-Z like she like she helped make so much like she was, I think, a big part of how like hip hop and rap became mainstream yeah. and more palatable for like an R&B audience, yes. you know, and pop yes. audience actually, yes. too. 
Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so the meaning, of, the meaning of Mariah. It's not. A, yes. And maybe it is a love story too. It has a little bit of love story. It does a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it does a little bit. But anyway, okay, guys. All right. This is shorter. It's longer than I thought it was going to be, but it's shorter than it could have been. It's, so it's, we should get yeah. credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show, guys. We'll talk soon. Right, bye. bye.